Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. you ever question the nature of your reality? Gentlemen, you are listening to Escape the Simulation. This is a show where we explore different realities to help expand our minds and help us to escape the simulation. I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and this is episode 53. Today is Monday, February 21st, 2022. I want to remind everybody to head over to escapethesimulation.info for show archives and links on how to support the show. And if you want to donate to help support the show, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com. I think I have a little slide here for you guys to look at, too. Oh, oh there it is. You can head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash a roguey report. And there you can support the show for as little bit as a little bit as five dollars. Also, we do have a Patreon if you want to head over to Patreon and there you get access to special content um, for as little as $3 a month, and all your support helps pay for software and hardware for the show. I'm really excited to bring my guest on for tonight, but first, got to do a few updates, ladies and gentlemen. So one thing I wanted to announce is that we are going to start bringing back Current and Uncensored again live on not maybe we're going to do pre-recorded podcast and then we'll start going live with those on Tuesdays. And what else do we have? We have a lot going on this week, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm going to be joining Lynn Wallington on her YouTube channel. We're going to be talking about um, the upcoming event this weekend, which is hold on. Let me find the slide. 
women in ufology this weekend. So I'm going to be co-hosting that with Lynn. So you want to check it, that out. It's going to be starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Saturday, going all the way to 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. And then Thursday, we have The Predator, Weird Hollywood. We are watching The Predator. That's going to be a fun one. So if you guys want to watch that, you still have time before Thursday at 6 p.m. And then, but let's see, let me talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let me pull her bio up. I'm really excited for tonight because this is a topic that's always fascinated me. So my guest tonight is former university adjunct and highly recognized educator. Ellie holds a master's degree in linguistics from NYU and has been educating educating for four decades. She's appeared on network television discussing intuitive development in children. She's the founder of PsyKids, where children and adults learn to develop, trust, and utilize their psychic and intuitive abilities. While residing, while residing in Washington State, Ellie co-founded a private school for children where she learned to use oh, where, chil- uh, where children learn to use more of their minds in a very different manner. She's the creator of Mind Power Consulting and PsyKids. Ellie teaches and guides you to work through your own powerful, intuitive abilities while introducing you to mind power techniques. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Ellie. Welcome, Ellie. And let's make us normal size there so everybody can see us. How are you tonight? Hi, Jess. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here to talk about all of these wonderful things. So thank you for having me here tonight. Well, thank you so much for joining me. How I like to start every episode is I want you to tell us a little bit about you and kind of how you started, I mean, how you got into this type of work. Was it was it gradual? Was it one big thing? No, it was gradual. So first of all, since I was a highly psychic child, and had all of those psychic experiences as a kid, I just assumed that everybody else had them. And then when I was 12 years old, I was fascinated with playing telepathic games where other people were doing different things. And I got into astrology at a very early age at 12. And so this just kept going. And then later on though, It wasn't too, as I got a little bit older, you know, and hit my 30s, it wasn't conventional to be talking about being a psychic and using all of these abilities. So I started tucking them away and then they wouldn't go away. They just keep coming back. You know, when there's something that needs to be come out of the closet, it just keeps coming out of the closet. So by the time I was in my, I'm going to say late 30s. There was just no way that I could stuff any of this back into the closet. So I became literally a closet psychic. And I would have people come to my home and I would do readings. I would work at the Long Island Psychic Fair. And then I started to notice when I I was teaching middle school at that time, uh, I started noticing that the kids were very telepathically communicating with each other in through some exercises that we were doing. And I thought, this is really cool. They're not speaking to each other. They're doing this telepathically. I'm going to start playing with this. So I started to play with that in the classroom. Uh, I was teaching English, English language at that time. And so one of the things that we would do on Friday 
it was Friday. So this is back in the day when things were very different than they are now. And we didn't have to teach to the test, et cetera, et cetera. So Fridays were always game day. And the games had to be, well, obviously where they were English like Scrabble or they had to be certain kind of, we played certain kinds of games that would foster language development and vocabulary during our Friday play day game day. And um, that's where I started introducing some of the psychic work to the kids during the Friday player games in the English classroom. And then, then later on, I really brought it once the secret, once the secret came out and <laughs> what the bleep came out, I said, all right, you know, if those movies can be out and that's mainstream that I can bring this, I can start to bring affirmations and some of the work into the classroom. And I did. Do you find, I mean, you teach both children and adults. Do you find children are easy? I mean, I guess because they're younger, they're easier to work with and they don't have all these like preconceived notions that they're fighting against. Well, there it's different, Jess. And I say that because it they they're it's easier for the kids to go into the to to do the work and to have the psychic ability to have the psychic experiences, the phenomena, and see remotely and do tell and know the telepathic answer. So it's the work is easy. Again, the it's their cognitive ability, depending on how old they are, their understanding of what it is that we're doing and why are we doing this? We're not just doing this for the phenomena. So that, again, that is a little bit more challenging to start to teach that, only I teach it in such a way that it is age appropriate and appropriate for their level of cognition at that time. Again, teaching adults is much easier because you just have to give ah. them directions. Okay. You just give them directions. Only thing is, as you said before, the limiting beliefs and the, I can't do it. And this is going to be hard. And what if I don't get it? All of that stuff starts to kick in and we have to work with those beliefs. And that's, that's the biggest challenge. It's not that adults can't do it. They can. We see this with remote viewers who people, adults learning how to remote view all the time, who have no, no knowledge whatsoever of anything psychic, intuitive before only, and they're such great remote viewers. So this is a skill that can be taught as can psychic development. All of this can be taught. Cause we were talking about this a little bit before the show too, but you, you know, and I say this too, but you say everybody has these abilities. It's just whether you tap into them or you're trained with them. Is that, is that kind yeah. of how it works? Well, I look at it like this. Let's just say that you're born with 10 fingers and you, you're able to hear. And so then you'd be able to play piano if someone taught you. Now yes. you may not be the best pianist. All right. You may be good and adequate and you may practice every single day, but for some reason, maybe you're just not coordinated enough to really play the way a, a fabulous pianist would. So that's to me um, a good analogy. We all have these abilities. We all have this psychic ability. However, some of us are going to be better than others. Some of us are better mathematicians than others. Some of us are better speakers than others. I mean, that's just the way that we're wired. That's the way that it works. However, in the blueprint, if there's nothing inherently wrong with the person at birth, um, 
they've got the same, they've got this there, they can do this. They come with the same equipment. Yeah. So everybody, everybody kind of has, um, that the equipment to be able to use the psychic abilities. So I'm just looking here. Let's see. Do you think, and I think, do you think, cause you've been doing this for a little while, right? So do you think that more people are seeking out psychic tr ability training now than before I've noticed any change in the trends? I just think it's, I, I think the amount of people doing it has still always been the same. The, the level's always been really high. There's always a lot of people interested in this. However, because we have the internet and we have things are so easily and available, easy and it's available. So it just appears as if there's much more interest, whereas people had to really go search this. I mean, like, I'm just going to give you an example with astrology. Yeah. You know, you can, when I started astrology, I was 12 years old. My mother handed me a book. She handed me Linda Goodman's Sun Signs. Here, I know Linda Goodman's Sun Signs. Yeah, go, <laughs> go read this and go study astrology because the answers are in astrology. Only I started to find it really fascinating. So when I was doing astrology, we didn't have the internet and we had to create the charts ourselves. So oh, I learned man. how to cast the chart. I had to go get, I had to go out and go to the library and photocopy uh, the ephemerises because, you know, they weren't allowed to be taken out of the library. And these were reference books. So it was a whole other way of doing a chart. And so it was very detailed. It was a lot of drawing, a lot of math, a lot of work went into a chart. Now, oh, you want your astrology report? Let me go on to astroseek.com. Boom, boom, boom. Got it all. All right. So people were really interested in all of this. I mean, when I was growing up, there were people that were really fascinated by this again. Uh, it was just not as known. Just yeah. So, mm-hmm. No, I was going to say when I first did my psychic training back in the olden times, I had to find a teacher. I had to go to a late, I had to find people like physically there wasn't, um, yeah. there wasn't these online classes they have now and it wasn't as, as, as accessible, I would say, but I think now it's, it's a lot more accessible, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I asked that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and as you were saying, just before, you know, there, there was this interest and people would go and learn and you'd go into a class and you'd sit down and you'd learn how to do this work. And to me, it's still the best. I personally think doing it in person is way better than doing it online. Um, I think online is great and it works and it works really well because I've had my students have had remarkable success all the way. But then again, isn't doing things in person still, you know, even though it's old school, I still like it better. You know, there's so many other layers that can happen when we're together. At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. One night, one goal. Stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. For the last 
20 years, people have described the overnight as one of the most powerful experiences of their lives. Now is the perfect time for you to join us as people from all over the country come together to send a message of love and hope. Walk over 16 miles from dusk till dawn to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention. See the landmarks of Washington, D.C. by moonlight. Form lasting friendships, experience healing, and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Join us. Be a part of something extraordinary. June 3rd in Washington, D.C. Register today at TheOvernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's TheOvernight.org or 888-843-6837. Yeah, I think, and too, especially being over this past two years, I'm just so used to do everything. Everybody's gotten so used to doing all these, these video calls like this. I forgot how it feels to sit in a room with people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I think soon enough we'll be able to remember that again. All right. Cause that is potentially more normal than this. Unless of course this does become the new norm. All right. Which, yeah, which I'm hoping it doesn't. I, you know, I, it's just going out into public. I don't go out much, but I went out last week and it was like, it, I went to the mall, my local mall. And it was not like it was before. It was very sad. And it, the ener- there was no energy there. It was just there was a couple people going in and out, whatever they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I was like, wow, that was the first time I'd been in a mall in two years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. 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 So. I wanted to talk about too. So, you know, earlier we talked a little bit about how every, you know, basically everybody has access to these abilities. And I talked with you a little bit. I don't like using the term psychic as a descriptor of somebody because it has a little bit of a negative connotation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can you, Kate, you were talking a little bit about, you know, back in the twenties. Can you talk about that with for the audience a little bit for yeah, me? Well, back in the day, many, many years ago, at the beginning in the nineteen hundreds. Going to psychics and being in the company of psychics was prestigious and psychics were, and mediums were invited to high, they were part of high society. And then uh, they, it was just the norm. You invited your psychic. It was something really very special. And then somewhere along the line, I think, I don't know exactly when this started happening. I think it was probably around the fifties that things started to shift and then things really got, and this is, this is a bad joke for Madam Cleo. Okay. But that really started, you know, that really started to put like the kibosh on, on the word psychics, you know, and uh, nobody wanted to be called psychic because it had such a negative connotation. It was just, Oh yeah. Psychic, okay, Madame Cleo, whatever her name, Madame Chloe Cleo. I don't even remember her name. But oh, gosh, I can't remember. TV lady, all right, lady, call me now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, oh yeah, the psychic said, and it was just really, just really got a bad rap. And again, here's the thing with being psychic, and depending, there's, I do not. Um, really advocate people giving, I don't advocate people giving up their power to another person, whether it's an astrology chart, whether it is a psychic reading or an intuitive or my, my spiritual mentor. And even if it's just, oh, my teacher said this, you know, we need to learn 
to own our personal power. And that is one of the things that even when people come to me for readings, psychic readings, intuitive readings, it's not what I say and what I see. I co-create in the space. And this is what we do when I do work with the children. It is really important that children learn to trust their intuition. See, they know at a very early age, they know. But what happens is authority figures will tell them no, and then there become there comes fear of authority, and you know how this goes, and then they start to, to suppress their own intuitive abilities, and they become insecure, and they invalidate themselves, and this is all done because adults are telling them no, no, no. And yes, of course, there were times where an adult needs to tell a child no, because we don't want children to get hurt. But are, may, perhaps there are ways that this is not that I want to turn this into a parenting, parenting or educational discussion, but perhaps there are ways for us to interact and use language and behavior in such a way that it is not always punitive and punishing and authoritative, and that we can foster children's development so they can recognize that they are contributing and that their feelings are legit and that they do have them and that they are psychic and that we're not constantly telling them, no, 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 that's not right. Beautiful. No, I, th I think, you know, what you said there was really powerful because you said part of this is, you know, people, when they have these readings, they do, or, you know, with the teachers, they'll give their power away, but allowing the children to learn and, know that they themselves have the power allows them to be more powerful. And also I do like what you said too, about, you know, speaking to the children in a different way. You know, a lot of the things I like to talk about is how our education system is not set up to teach the children how to grow and flourish, but how to follow directions and, you know, listen to an authority figure. Yeah, well, the educational system is set up as an it's an institution. And so when we want and in, when we're looking at institutions, what are institutions? The penal system is an institution. The hospital is an institution. The educational system is an institution. It is run. It's a bureaucracy. And so what is the main goal of the institution to keep everybody in line, to keep everybody in check? It's let's, you know, um, keep the cog moving and yep. just everybody do not question, you know, and again, a few people will slip through, but for the most part, everybody stays in the machine and it is a machine of mediocrity and mm -hmm. it's a machine that is designed in my opinion to keep people. All right. Not, I'm not sure I want to be going here. Okay. <laughs> that is designed to limit people's potential. So, you know, if you think about nice little sci-fi films where you see the slaves walking around and around and around <laughs> on the other planet, okay, and they, you know, what happened to humans? They're over here, you know, cars walking around and around. They're, you know, slaves on another planet. Well, we're being that is part what our educational system is doing. And then a few people will, and forgive me educators out there. I know that you're all well-meaning educators, but you know, your hands are tied. You know that, especially if you're in public school. And so we're here to, we're here to produce mediocrity and we're here's, and there are going to be kids that are going to slip through the system. But for the most part, that's not the way the system is designed. And it just, it makes me sad. It mm -hmm. makes me sad when you hear that. 
but it's it's true. I mean, if you people have gone through the system, you know, and I've had educators on and they say, like you said, their hands are tied. You can't really do anything when you're, you know, when it's your employment, you can't really go against what they're teaching. But, you know, but you have programs like your side kids program, which helps the children to to be able to be more open. Are there any, what are the little things, like, what is an example of something that you would do with the, like children, like a little lesson that you would do with the children? Okay. So a couple of things when I do want to talk about, I just, we'll circle back to this. I oh, do sure, sure. the opportunity that I had when I taught in New York, in New York city, because I had a wonderful, wonderful administrator and I was given the opportunity to teach this work in a New York city public school. We, oh, wow. But it came in as an enrichment program. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of, but so I'm going to circle back to that. But when, when I was teaching the, when I teach little children and even in my online classes, uh, when I teach little children ages three and up, we begin with learning how to sit quietly and still the body. It's called, I call it tuck away the body. So imagine sitting still because most adults can't do it either. So we sit still and we start with, we start really, really, really small increments, maybe 10 seconds. And then I will ask the children, did you want to move? And then they'll say, yeah, you know, I wanted to itch. I wanted to scratch. I wanted to move. And so we start to build that muscle of not moving. Now, when with the three-year-old, it's a little bit, we don't go as long. Okay? Yeah, I can imagine trying to do it with a three-year-old. Let's be real, okay? However, they do, when, when they're taught at three, they can sit longer than some adults you know. All right, mm-hmm. now. By the time they're five, they're able to really tuck away their bodies and sit at least 20 minutes without moving, without scratching, without fidgeting, without anything and focus. So the idea is to focus and concentrate. So now when we teach children that early how to sit and focus and concentrate, what starts to happen is they start developing a higher level of emotional intelligence because they're controlling their body. They're controlling their bodily urges. So now they're learning that they can then later on make the connection between responding and reacting their self-control. And then during this, this, this kind of program that I teach um, online, this will has helped so many children who have been diagnosed with ADHD all right, because why is there, you know, look, we're not talking, I'm not going to, I'm not a doctor. So, you know, don't hang me over here and say, oh, you know, you don't know about this. They have these problems. It's all, you know, it's neurology. It's the, you know, the chemicals are off in the brain, yada, yada. However, based on what I've seen in the classroom for over 30 years, and then working with children as young as three years old and teaching them how to control their body, if a child is not taught how to control their body, because the adult does not know how to do it. If I sit and you, did you ever take a class in focus and concentration where you just learn how to actually focus and concentrate? No. To where to bring your awareness, not unless you're doing mindfulness or meditation. And even then you're not necessarily taught real focus and concentration, what that means to take your mind and your awareness and to bring it to specific places at a certain time. Most people are not trained. So you're in a classroom, you're a teacher, you say to a kid or you say to a parent, a parent says to the kid, sit down, focus, concentrate. What does that mean to a child? They don't have the, they don't have a clue. Their parents and their educators don't have a clue yet they're expecting 
expected to sit and focus and concentrate. Well, then they don't do it. So what happens? They get reprimanded or they end up on medication. So this is one of the things that I noticed really early on. The sooner children are taught, and I mean, this has to be taught, how to focus and how to concentrate and what that means, what that really literally means, they can do this and they have fun doing it and they have fun bringing their awareness to a certain part of the room or a certain part, you know, um, and that is, those are some of the exercises that I begin with. Then later on, once we learn how to bring our awareness to different parts of the room, different parts of our emotional body, then we can start to play with telepathic games. You know, what color is in the, um, look, I'll put it, for example, I might slip a blue piece of paper in a manila envelope that they don't see. They just see the manila envelope. All right, you close your eyes. I want you to focus. What color is in the envelope? And they get it. They got it right. That's now awesome. that is telepathy, or it could also be called remote viewing, depending on, you know, again, it's, it's language, but the ability is the same. All right. That is still, whether it's telepathic or it's remote viewing, um, it's, there's a fine line. We could say, oh, it's not remote viewing. Cause in remote viewing, you don't have, the person doesn't know the target. So then it would be more telepathic, but I mean, this is all just, you know, these are fine little points that one can, I get, you know, yeah, discuss. All right. But for, for me, as far as the kids go, you know, whether you want, whether they want to call that particular activity, remote viewing or telepathy, I refer to it as telepathy, but I'm just saying, and then we have um, a treasure, uh, treasure chest with objects in there, or there's a treasure chest with images and they close their eyes and I guide them how to go into the treasure chest and see what's in there. And then they know, they see, it's just remarkable. It must be really neat. I mean, I've only recently like done some uh, remote viewing experiments myself and I'm like, whoa, when it's right. So it must be so cool for these kids to, to see and be able to know that they're, they're guessing, they're get, it's, their guesses are actually impressions of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some of the images on my Facebook page. So I have a Facebook page called Psy Kids, P-S-I hyphen K-I-D-S. And there are some images in, there's some images, but you'd have to scroll through. And um, I can post some images like tonight after um, after we're on the show for mm -hmm. anybody who wants to go look later. Um, I'll put some images up that they did, some of the kids did in the workshops. Oh, that's so cool. So. Do you explain to the, do the children ever ask? I mean, I mean, I know adults ask questions, but do children ask like, why does this work or how are we able to see? Yeah, they ask, but you see, here's the interesting thing. The kids, when I start working with them really young, they don't ask because they know that this is very normal and they know how to do this. So I'm going to tell you a funny story. There was a little girl that um, moved a domino with her mind. Okay. It's called telekinesis. And so I uh, decided to write a story about her. Now it was based, it wasn't, you know, because the way it was based on her, it was a true account, but it was not exactly her, you know, mm -hmm. it was a true account. So I had another little girl. So I wrote the book and then it was published. And then I shared it with another little girl 
who at that who was in that class at the time that it happened and her response was this book is boring oh. and her, her mother said why she goes well everybody can do this the Coca-Cola Company, Cure Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo are bringing consumers more choices with less sugar than ever before. From sparkling, flavored, and bottled waters to zero-sugar sports drinks, teas, and sodas, consumers are taking advantage of these choices. In fact, nearly 60% of beverages sold contain zero sugar. To learn more, visit balanceus.org. The doctor will see you now. But do they really... Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful? A health nut with a French fry habit? An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Adorable. <laughs> Oh, really? So again, you see, depending on where you are, how you're raised, right? What your experiences are, everybody can do this. We can all do this. We take it for granted. And so we function this way. And then other people are like, well, how'd you do that? That's not real. You can't do that. It was kind of similar, like just for example, Jess, when I was bored during COVID and I decided that I was going to start teaching spoon bending and I was going to be doing spoon bending. All right. This was adults only. And so it was just like, ah, how's this possible? All right. Well, I learned pre COVID and then we started spoon bending and before long, everybody was spoon bending and sending me pictures of their spoons that they had bent. And uh, it was just, pretty phenomenal and um what did they get from it they were able to as adults and this is what i do with the kids there's the phenomena and then what do we do with the phenomena well we want to raise our consciousness so with spoon bending imagine you know if you're not going to turn this into a profession on tiktok and bend spoons then there then what you can do with that is you can transfer that skill and say, wow, you know what? I'm so powerful that I can bend these spoons and forks. Well, why would I be frightened to go now and speak up for something that's really important to me? Or why would I be afraid to go get that job? Or why would I be afraid to go out on that date or et cetera, et cetera, or why? Right. So that, so we can transfer that and start looking at using the phenomena to empower us. You know, if you can do these things, if you can remote view and you can shoot blind arrows blindfolded and you can read without eyes, why are you going to be suffering and feeling insecure in other situations when you're such a powerful person? Well, that's, no, I like that. I like that. Cause I was like, you know what? I feel more powerful, Ellie. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't bent a spoon yet, but I've tried. But I understand what you're saying. It's like a, this, this, it gives the, some, them this physical object that they're able to see that they know that they did this, mm-hmm. that is this proof. And that, and it's like, it's proof of the phenomenon, mm-hmm. I guess. And you're holding it in your hand. And I love mm-hmm. that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me open my thing here. Hold on here. Ellie, I've closed my notes i got excited as happens to me like all the time i think i closed them completely <laughs> but that's okay what were we 
We're talking about spoon bending and consciousness and consciousness. So basically the, what it sounds like to me is by working with this, you're kind of becoming aware of your consciousness and being able to be a little more comfortable with that and take that power and move that into other parts of your life. Is that what you're, you have the mind power training? Is Absolutely. That what it's like? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to learn that and in, in, with mind power, what that is when I'm working with the adults and I also teach it to some children, it's really learning how, see, we need to learn how to take control of our thoughts. This yes. is, you know, and do you, you know, I still experience this. And again, I live in a very different world. I mean, you got to get that right. I'm like mm-hmm. constantly in this world of the psychic and the intuitive and thoughts become things and working with, with, uh, yeah, a, you know, just, the, uh, I was gonna say working in another realm is really how I look yes. at it. Okay. Yes. Uh, very, very different world than going to a nine to five job or working in a different space. So for me, um, all of this is so normal and so natural mm-hmm. that I talk about this the way that other people talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. And there's no problem for me with that. And I'm really, really motivated to have everybody start talking about this the way that we talk about the weather. So that mm-hmm. when you're tell okay, example, how yes. often, how often have you have you sat, you know, you sat down to open up your email, you're gonna write somebody an email and they just emailed you at that time, or you, they so they text you simultaneously while you're texting them, or they appear the next day, you know, you're thinking about them, you want to reach out, and then they reach out the next day. And then we're surprised. Well, I'm not, but other people go, <laughs> Oh wow, I can't believe why. Why can you not believe it? We are all connected. Just think of Avatar, we're all connected into a global universal cosmic consciousness. And so when we're on the same frequency, of course, we're going to be telepathic with other people. There, there are so many tribes in history that know how to use this and they meet at designated time because they have telepathically put it out there to meet at that time in that place. And um, we're over here going, oh, wow, that's so weird. No, it's not weird at all. It is normal. There's actually science behind it. Oh, there, why this happens. And again, people just not, not everybody. There are just a lot of people who either are afraid of this knowledge and don't want to hear it or pretend that it's not real. So. No. And I, I understand that. And I think too, that's why like part of, I, I think normalizing it and talking about it is very important because I think like myself, I mean, I'm going to speak personally real quick, but I've been very private about my, anything, any psychic work I've done until basically this past year, mm-hmm. because I just, I just wanted to be private about it. I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't feel comfortable to talk about it, but now this year I've changed and I'm comfortable to talk about it. And I have the beautiful and wonderful Ellie here to talk about it with me because we are trying to make this more normal. Because it is normal. It's it is not normal. weird. They it used to call you know what they called me and my friends called me this. They called me um what is the lady and ghost Ida May? They called me Ida May in high school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, thanks guys. <laughs> 
but I feel uncomfortable. But I, I, I like talking to you because you're making it more empowering and it's normal. But it is normal. So this is the whole thing. For me, this is so, this is just, this is my world. And it's very, it's very, very normal. And people who learn how to work with this, is, again, this is what I teach. People who learn how to work with this can actually bend reality. All right. Because reality is bendable. We know this. All right. And everything is mass to mass. Everything is, is energy. We yes. know this. So um, I have... Well, um, I was, I have a great story just, um, many, many years ago when I first, when I first wrote, um, Annabelle and the Domino, I met a woman who has, she still does. She has two beautiful children. And, um, one day she and I were communicating um, via the internet. And then I sent her my book, Annabelle and the Domino, for her two children. So the day that Annabelle and the Domino arrived at her home, another book arrived for the kids. Another book arrived at her home, which was Penny Penny Pierce's book, um, Transparent or something like that. Penny's also a psychic. And so the two books arrived simultaneously and this woman then took a picture of them, of the two books, the kids holding the books and saying, wow, this is really great, you know, and um, we're so happy both these books came. And then, you know, the, the kids read the book and they loved the book and they were very happy about this. And a few years later, or not even, I don't know exactly when it was, the, the little girl decided that she wanted to be an actress. And she said to her mom, I want to be an actress. I want to be an actress. And so her mom said, okay, you know, because her mom had raised her so that she could, she's going to go with her, what her kid wanted. She was going to follow her child's lead. Anyway, we're going to fast forward this story. Um, in my book, Annabelle and the Domino, the child performs telekinesis. Yes. And this young girl, one of her major parts is was the part of young Wanda in WandaVision who Shush. performs telekinesis. So, you know, we laugh about this, right? Because, <laughs> you know, here she is now years later, major part. And what's her part? Telekinesis. And then she was introduced to that book at such an early age before she wanted to become an actress. So again, um, so cool. yeah. And again, she uses a lot of her intuition to decide on what part she's going to take and their fabulous remote viewers, um, she and her brother. And she also uses her intuition to decide not only if she feels comfortable in a room with the other adults or if somebody's not making her comfortable and that she knows that she has permission to speak up and that people, the adults, her parents, will hear her and take her seriously. And that is really big because so many people will say, oh, you know, example, Uncle Harry's coming into the room and maybe Uncle Harry's not safe, but the kid knows that Uncle Harry's not safe. And then the parents will say, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And then years later, the parents cry and ask for, you know, forgiveness that they left their child with Uncle Harry. Forgive me, Harry's who are listening. Yeah, yeah. just using the name. But the point is that when a child is taught really early on to trust their intuition and to be respected, that when they say no, no is no, that they're respected. Mm-hmm. 
And they're seen not just kids are dumb and they don't know what they're doing, but they're actually seen as young entities and, and heard. It makes such a difference. And that is part of the work that I do also, having them trust their intuition, having them learn when to speak up, having them learn when to say no. Very important. Yeah. Very important. No, to empower them to not be afraid to say no and tell. Yeah. I love that. No, that work you're doing is good. It's empowering the children. And, you know, we think of them as children, but they are just like they're little humans. They're just not big humans yet. You know, I refer to them as little people. That's just, I call them little people, you know, just because they're smaller, but they're little, but they're smart. They're so smart. Very smart. Very mm -hmm. smart. Very smart. And that that's what I think is so magical about them. And do they, I guess, I mean, I would imagine that they get along with other children better with, once they do this, because there's not, a, there's no reason to fight because they're more connected energetically. Yeah. Thanks so much for mentioning that, Jess. That's one of the other components that's part of the program that I teach. And that is that it, this gets into the emotional intelligence part. So for example, and that's really a great point that you're bringing up, what happens is when we are telepathically connected to each other like this, the urge to fight and bully and that urge starts to lessen because you're taking personal responsibility. And there's another element that I teach in the programs also, and that's called intuitive heart. So mm. what that is with when we, when I teach intuitive heart, we learn to listen to the messages from our heart because our heart can provide us with messages. Also, if we learn how to access this, if, all right, if we're always busy in beta brainwave consciousness, we're not going to be able to access the message from our heart. And if you're not trained how to access the message from your heart, we well, you don't need really a big training, but at least yeah. you know five minutes of explanation so oh, that yeah. people can learn how to do this. You know, you're trained, you know how to access your heart. You can go into the quiet spot. You can hear what your heart has to say. And when the children do that and then share with each other in the programs, they share with the adults in the online course, of course, but when we're together in the classroom or in group programs, they share with each other. And that is where the honest to God magic happens. I have seen worked with kids with autism who have had difficulty interacting with children and even going and being in the group, come to the group whenever we are doing intuitive heart and participating and kids with ADHD coming and wanting to participate and to sit quietly because they are they're That's what they do. And they know how to do it when the instructions are, are delivered in such a way that they can be respected. Wow. They must be just, it must be adorable when they're sharing their little heart messages in the classroom. It just sounds adorable. Well, it is. I have that in, in my book. Um, so my book, Children Who Know How to Know. So there's actually a chapter in there um, on the intuitive heart and mindfulness. And then I do share a couple of the things that the kids, the kids have said to one another um, and some of their interactions. So the way that they do interact with one another. Adorable, adorable. I'm dropping the link for this book in the chat room for everybody, and we'll update the show notes too. This is the book that Ellie is talking about, Children Who Know How to Know. <clears throat> so if somebody wants, so if so a parent's interested in learning, I mean, is this book a good place for oh, the absolutely. parents to start? 
Oh, it's a great place to start. That's why I wrote it. It's an awesome <laughs> reference guide. I mean, I'm not bragging. I just know from other people who've used it that it's yeah. an amazing reference guide. It's easy. It's easy to understand. The exercises are in there. And Jess, I also created yeah. a 16-page guide that is free, and that's oh, available yeah. on my website. So yeah, yeah, this is 16 pages with exercises. It's called uh, Six Ways to help your child tap their inner magic and Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam, Whew. pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. It's just a great way to start with young children and even the child within us. There are activities in there for us that we can, you know, you don't have to be a baby or a child to do these. You can be an adult and still do these. And yeah. So that's on my website, which is elliemolina.com. And then there's a link that says Psy Kids. And then if you follow that and you go to the what if, there's the 16-page guide available. If I can get that to copy and paste there. If only I could right now, but it doesn't want to copy and paste my mouse. But I think I got it right here. Copy. There we go. I'm going to drop Ellie Molina here in the chat for everybody. But she's got a great guide, like she said there, so that you can check it out. And so if somebody, since we don't, I don't have the guide in front of me. So say somebody wants to practice at home. What is a good thing that they could try just to get their feet wet and kind of test out this reality? Well, that's what's in the that's what's in the guide. Okay, so that's why I'm going to encourage. And the reason why I'm going to push the guide right now yes. Jen, is also the exercises in the guide are built up so that um, they're they're layered. So that when you start with the first exercise, you build up the neural net, you build up the the confidence, and then you build up for the next exercise and the next exercise. So that it's really it's it's it encompasses the emotional intelligence as you're doing the exercises. It's interactive. So that's why, you know, even for example, if you're going to go out, one thing that you can do with your young child, this is just a, a this is not anything psychic, but again, it's building up, it's building up the neural net. It's building up yeah. the muscle for this is to start practicing with the reticular activating system, which is, you know, the reticular activating system is when we play yellow car, I say to you, yellow car and go tell me how many yellow cars you see. And then all of a sudden you'll see yellow cars or So the exercises that I do are simpler. So perhaps a mother, perhaps children can go look for feathers or they can, but you see, there's something very specific that you're looking for. So, you know, basically back in the day, we would call it the hunt, hunt for something. Okay. But what you're really doing is you're activating the reticular activating system, which then has you go see certain things, which then can be built up upon so that as you develop your psychic abilities, this gets stronger and stronger. So Again, it's all about focus and concentration and awareness, your awareness. And so the exercises are built um, to their design to 
foster emotional intelligence. There's also the, the focus, the focus exercise, the friendly focus, learning how to sit still and focus. So they're built up in such a way that they foster emotional intelligence as one develops psychic abilities. Yes. And that makes sense. That makes sense. You can't, you have to, it builds on, on one another. And I think that's how anything works, right? You just have to do the basics and then you develop from there. No one's going to sit down and say, okay, now you know how to put your fingers on the keyboard, right? Mm -hmm. You can play the scale and now here, go play this piece. All right. Like, hello, no. (laughs) Right. And so people get discouraged because they, they sit down the first time they have a, I call it a hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm doing an activity with, with adults and they have a hit and meaning they get the, the target correct. They, they remote view, they get the telepathic exercise correct. And so there's this expectation. They get this emotional thing going on in their body. Like, wow, I got that. This is really great. And then they go to do it again and there's disappointment. It doesn't work. And so they give up and then they give up really quickly because there's that instant gratification, you know, Oh, I, I couldn't do it. Well, you didn't practice. You haven't done this before. And a lot of people are not a lot of people who, who I've noticed are the naysayers of this aren't willing to continue to practice this, to make, to see that it does work, that it does work. But it's not just always a one shot deal. It's not pony. These are not pony tricks. Yes. They're not. <laughs> that, that, that You have people say, well, if you're a psychic, right. why don't you pick those lotto numbers? Isn't that their- <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, here's my thought about that, you know, because um, I spend, I do spend time focusing on, I do spend time focusing on the lottery and um, working with lotto numbers and even working with numbers with kids and um, not for the lottery necessarily, but just working with numbers. Mm-hmm. And one of my theories, this is a theory. I'm not saying this is what it is, but again, we're tapped into the cosmic consciousness. So people are coming and they're, everybody's playing their numbers. There are how many people playing and how many people want their numbers? So it's almost like a random generator in a way, okay? And I look at it like the person who's got the strongest intent or the people who have the strongest intent pull, and I can't prove any of this, but pull those numbers out of Yolanda when she's doing the ball over there, you know, and the lotto's going to drop. And the intensity, I would love to, to actually test this out, you know, if people could be in the room as they're doing the balls for the lottery, because they just like in, in bingo, um, see with, through the use of telekinesis and remote influencing, you can pull those numbers down. You just have to have, you've got to have a closer proximity to it. Um, you've got to have a, you got to have a more of a connection. So I really do think that people who win the lottery have like really been focusing on those numbers and maybe they just dialed in at the right time over there. Cause I knew many people, I have known many people in my lifetime who use these abilities to go to casinos, to make oh, money from the casinos. That's what I was going to ask you next. You're going to go there. Okay. And I too, you know, I too have done this. It's great for Wheel of Fortune, you know, like you're going to play roulette. These are great. You just, you just get a 
person next to you, two people next to you, you focus on those numbers. You know what? That number is going to come up. And if you let, I love, and if you want to try this out for yourself, get one of those little game, those, whatever, you know, those portable little roulette tables, you know, where you just spin and you just do that. And you're just like, okay, seven, 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 come on up seven. And I'm going to tell you something. If your intention and focus is really good, you're going to get those numbers. You're going to pull them. Yeah. You know, I like the one, I don't know if you've seen them. There's a machine with a big roulette wheel in the middle, right? And it's, it's, there's no person. It's just the machine. I'll play it. But if too many people are on there, I feel like, no, because they're trying to intent their number too hard. I'll leave. But if it's mm-hmm. just me in the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have known people who have done really well with slot, the slot machine also. Oh, 100. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, tell me. Does it? What do you think it is? They can like they know the random number generator, or they affect no, the machine, or they know where to play. What? It, what do you think? No, it is? I think it's. I think it's really pretty much controlling the machine. Okay, so that you're controlling the machine to get the to get the combination that you want, and you're controlling the machine through your mind. That's all. Nice, nice. So and some like example, if you were doing something simple, seven, 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 right. And you pull that thing, the more that you can see seven, seven, seven across the board like that, the, the stronger you can hold that concentration prolonged, it's going to come up. It's going to, I have seen it so many times. It does work. It does work. Don't play the games that are too, um, too many number, too many different symbols. It's harder to get it to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, this entertains me so much, Ellie, because it's something like I've talked about with my friends and family in private, but I've never talked to anybody about it like this. So it's cracking me up. <laughs> uh, no, I actually I, I really do love this this work. Um, and I I um, so when I used to live closer to uh, casinos, because now I live in New York and I don't want to drive that far. Yeah, it's probably that, far. <laughs> that would be something that we would do on a Friday and a Saturday night. And the thing is, we weren't going there to gamble. We were going there to psychically make this work, okay? And there's a whole different intent with that. You know, if you're just going in there, oh, I'm lucky tonight. You know, I'm going to be lucky. I'm going to be lucky, okay? Well, that's good. That It's going to work, too, because people who believe they're lucky are lucky. Yeah. It's the belief system, all right? And it's what you put out there. So, I mean, I remember going to the – I remember going out one night, and my friend decided that she was going to play – the penny machine and then she ended up um (laughs) (laughs) you see that mike (laughs) well i'm going to vegas with i'm going to vegas with jess i'll meet her we are gonna hit that roulette machine hard and they're gonna kick us out (laughs) (laughs) and she did she won 500 that night on the penny machine okay and it was just again these things i've seen too much jess for it to be random and just me and my sister used to go out to um pachanga or um or the other morongo out here in socal and you know we just go out and we're just like let's just see let's just see let's just see what we can get because we just try to focus on the little thing so i know it does work if you're going, but I know if I go there, I'm like, I want to win money. It doesn't work. But if I'm like, let's see if I can get this machine to work with me, mm-hmm. then, then it works. Yeah. So 
I do believe that also that we need to, all right, I'm going to put myself out here. I don't care. All right. We need to talk to these machines. We need to communicate with them. They're made up of electricity and they're made up of particles. Okay. And so when we start to interact with them and we create a relationship with them and I don't care how weird that sounds, uh, <laughs> I, I am 100% convinced that this works. Like I said, we were doing telekinesis and very few there, I've only seen three children do telekinesis in my yeah. lifetime. All right. Now it's, it's pretty intense, but I've been doing telekinesis in my, in my own home. And again, when I do get results, you know, I don't tell, I'm telling everybody right now on YouTube. Okay. I mean, my, my students knew what I was doing and they knew about the results and my family just laughed. Okay. But, um, you know, and they, but it, whatever, you know, it, it worked. Okay. It worked. So I'll tell you what it was. I tell live, me, tell me. so I live in an apartment building and it's a uh, three floors and outside we have these beautiful fountains and the fountains are aesthetically very beautiful, but the fountains are very noisy. It's like a pounding. It's when the water hits, when the fountain water hits the water, it sounds like a constant pounding. It is not relaxing. It is not romantic. It is annoying it's really annoying to the point that the windows had to, i had to shut my windows because i just couldn't listen to that hammering it was it was worse than being in a shower and have that hammering on all day long so i would go to the window and i would do you know the old telekinesis work like where you rub your hands together so that you get the energy and i would go to the window and i would start doing this work and then i would rub it and i would put my hands out there like really psychotronic power stop 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 and i would do this and it would take me like 20 minutes to do it and you know you know that there's a delayed response from the universe you know that it's not always instant yeah. it's not instant okay so I did that, totally forgot about it, let it go, went out, ran an errand, came home and noticed the thing had stopped. Nice. I knew right there, the other sprinklers were on. The only one that wasn't working was the one in front of my window. So I said, yes, you did it. Nobody believed me. I didn't care. I told a couple of people, my students believed me. My family said no. Um, I said, okay, well, you know what? The guys came, they repaired the sprinklers. They got the sprinklers to work again. And guess what I did? I did it again and it worked. And so finally um, it was back and forth with the other sprinklers. The other sprinklers were on the one in front of my house was not working. I was getting good at this now, Jess. I was really getting good because now I had proof that I could do it. It, it happened one time. It happened a second time. So now I was going to shut this off. So um one, it wasn't too long ago, I was coming home and my next door neighbor sent me a text message and she said, you're not going to believe this. And I, I'm like, what happened? She said, they just removed all the sprinklers. They just took them all out now. We no longer have sprinklers here. And I said, oh, that's what she goes. she goes, you did it, Ellie, you did it. I said, well, okay, this is great. Those are, they're gone. I don't care. Don't care how they stopped. They went away. They just removed them. They totally took them apart.
If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. That's amazing. Because I think people don't realize, like, it's not like it's going to magic, like, it, it put these things into motion and it got it away. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that funny? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. We Then I started to say to myself, you know what? Jess, we can do this. I mean, I really do know. And, and you could say and laugh. Oh, no, it was just coincidence. The sprinkler was broken. Well, I don't care what you say. And that's fine. You can say that. As far as I'm concerned, I have proof that I turned that sprinkler off so many times during COVID. And then afterwards, now it it was taken sure. away. So I do believe that whatever I was doing to have that thing go away and stop made it go away. So now if we can do that, if I can do that, then yeah. there are other things on this planet in this lifetime that can happen that that I can do also. And not just me. I'm not unique. I'm just the person who... The thing is that I'm the person who spends time doing this. Other people are not that interested and invested in this. Mm -hmm. And I have clients who are working, who have worked on different things in their life. I call it parting the seas that were really important to them and then use remote influencing, remote viewing, this telekinesis, whatever you want to call it, to then part the seas in their life and have things happen for them that would normally be impossible would never happen. Now, I'm not going to share some of these because they're really personal and not for me to share, you know, but if people work with me, I do tell these stories, you know, wow. and um, it's just amazing. No, We're it very, sounds amazing. very powerful. I think that's one thing I want to get at too, is people don't realize how powerful the beings that we are truly are like we're not just sitting here watching tv you know what i mean like we're we're very powerful and there's so much more in this world you guys like it's so cool i don't yeah. know how to explain to people like it's pretty cool if you if even if you've been closed-minded about these things i think you know you think about the things like ellie was saying like everybody's experienced phone calls or that, that, that those little tinges of where you think, yes, there is something more. And I think that's why it's important that we do have these conversations to continue to ex get people to expand their thoughts and say like, okay, you know, this could be real. It's not just all like hokey pokey I don't know what the <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, and one of my fears also, and this is just, you know, I, I too have fears, okay? I mean, and one of the things that I am afraid of is that we're headed into such an, an we're headed into such an electronic culture that um, we're going to 
we're going to start to lose our abilities. Okay. Even as we, before we even develop them, you see, I have a whole theory and this is in my book. Also, I do believe that we, before the dark ages, you know, we, people used to use these abilities and they were lost. And just like when you think about, when you look at art history, there was a time the Greeks and the, the Greeks and the, um, the Greeks knew how to do contrapposta, which is where the, where the body looks like it's in movement. And then during the middle ages, the, the paintings were flat. They did mm. not know how to make a body appear to move itself. Everything was just flat. And it wasn't until the Renaissance where movement came back into the body. So those were the dark ages. And I see that in psychic development. Also, people were powerful. There were reasons. I don't know what the reasons were that then our abilities were, were squashed and shunned and witches were burned, whatever. Okay. So that we were not to use them. Now we see this resurgence and I don't know if this is just coincidence or it's my perspective of the world. We see people are beginning to use their powers. We see people are beginning to remote view. We're having more and more con conversations about this. So what, where are we going? Our children are being programmed now to live in virtual reality. So they basically stop thinking for themselves and just accept what is being put on the screen as their reality. And there's no thought allowed in this space. And that frightens me. That frightens me too. The technology that's coming or that, I mean, it's basically here already. It's here. It's here. It's here and it's scary. You know, I've, I've been looking at all the tech that's coming, you know, and, and you wonder like, I guess what is the, gets dark but you wonder what the next generations are gonna be like because of the way that the world is now with all this technology it's it's freaking scary what can we do we raise consciousness and again then we'll have we'll have those people those people there will be people who will fall into the institution and will numb themselves and just become you know, in the machine. And then we'll have other people who will be working really hard to raise consciousness and awareness so that um, we do bring, you know, we do keep this planet alive and we do become one with, you know, like we get back to this utopia kind of thing, you know, so that we can live together with the planet so that we're not demolishing it as we head up to Mars. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, it's 100% horrible that we do need to take care of the planet. Number one, number two people. I mean, that's the, 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 the rich, what do they care? They're going to go to Mars. They're, they're getting off world. They don't, <laughs> and they don't care, but we care. And I think that's that's the important thing that there are still people who are going to speak for consciousness and. and well, I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist. That's number one. All right. So even okay, if good. I, let's bring it back up. <laughs> I'm talking about you know the potential possibilities with virtual you know realities and AI and um you know, the dark dystopian things that are, you know, predicted in our, t in our movies and what we're watching. I am still the ultimate optimist because I do believe that consciousness has a consciousness of its own and that love 
and this higher consciousness will always win over no matter what happens. So therefore, and that, yeah, therefore there will always be people that will be continuing to work on consciousness, work on raising the consciousness, work on maintaining the planet and making sure that we do live a beautiful life where we do use our abilities to make the world a better place for everybody here. So I do believe that. I hope that we can maybe all connect more because there is just so much division that you hope that, you know, we'll start to connect more and. Cause and I think, can, yeah, that, that can be done again. That's, that's, that's education, right? Jess, that's just, yes, yes. that's language and education and um, again, consciousness and conscious awareness. And the more people that we can bring into this conscious conversation and people who are aware, it will, it will help to grow the planet in such a way so that we're not going to be fighting amongst each other and, you know, doing all these crazy, silly things that humans can do when they're not being of their higher self. Okay. I mean, we all have our Adam, you know, as somebody once so brilliantly looked, told me there's, there's like cave person. Right. And yeah. then, and then there's higher spirit. Okay. So who do we want to be? Do we want to be running around as caves, as cave people, or do we want to bring in human spirit? Okay. And start functioning from the space of human spirit. And that's how I like to look at it. You know, we teach the children to go to human spirit. We can all fight and throw sticks with one another. And, and, but that's that we leave that after age six, and then we start to develop going to human spirit. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good way. I think, you know, it's, it's about, it looks like, you know, teaching the next generation is a big, a big way to, I mean, is a big way toward, I guess, to for everything to change because it has to start with the next generation and with each generation, possibly we get better at it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so there are so many, and here's the thing, there's so many programs out there right now on the, you know, raising consciousness, raising awareness, watching our language, thoughts. Yeah. Creator. I mean, this has been a slow process when you think about it, this has been a very slow process. I mean, in the, in the 1920s, you know, there are so many books of thought leaders, Emmett Fox, okay, Wallace Waddle. I mean, really, these are late 1800s, 1920s, and we're still not getting that thoughts create our reality. We still aren't there. We are talking over a hundred years of people perpetuating this and looking to teach it. And for some reason, this is continuing to slip through the cracks. Now, there are a lot of people who do have this awareness. But if we look at all the people on the planet, no. No, not like overall, no. But no, thoughts do create. I mean, and words are powerful. I learned that words are very powerful. Mm -hmm. The words that you use mm -hmm. really affect the energy of things. And I don't think people understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that is already scientifically based. And that's another chapter in my book, okay, on thoughts yes. and language. And I teach that to the children also. And we do work with these words, even in my online program, yes. we work with words, we work with vibrations, the words have vibrations. And so we, you, you know, like, if you look at even saying words out loud to yourself, you know, if you keep repeating words like joy, and happy, and love, and gratitude, those words alone 
begin to change the energy in your own body. And so if, and that's in English, I mean, these are, you know, these are in, in every language, it doesn't matter. These are universal. And so it is a frequency and we need to start to become consciously aware of what words we're using, what words to use, what words to lose. And that's another thing that I do with the kids. All right. So it's not just about the phenomena. It's not about just telepathy. It's really a whole, a whole program in conscious awareness. Yeah, no. And it's, it's so amazing. No. And I think that's the only way, I mean, the way to really change, like I said, is to go through that. So what do we do? We escape the simulation program by saying, let's kind of big, let's say, hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the Saturn moon matrix, we were direct and divest all matrix pass and embrace the Christian principles of Yeshua. Well, thank you, sovereign cosmic wild man. That is quite the comment. I, you want to take a stab at that one? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Again, um, it's disappearing. Um, oh, sorry. I, I had my click Okay. On so, yes. And so here, sovereign cosmic wild man. Yes, we're just using different words. But in essence, we are. We are going towards the light. So the Christian principles of Yesh Yeshua, Jesus, God. Yes. So we're going to that God to that God force. And that is where we, and how we can escape the program um, from the Saturn moon matrix and Satan. And, you know, Satan in Hebrew actually means ego. So if you look to the word Satan, Satan, that is derived from the Hebrew and Arabic word, and it means ego. Hmm. So, if our ego is the saint, you know, if our ego is Satan and that is, that is where evil comes, our evil lies in the ego. All right. So we do want to transcend that so that we can bring that. We want to leave that egoic behavior and then head to the light. Yes. The God force. The, and, and I'm just be for the sake of, you know, vocabulary here, the God force that is within us that we are connected to. Yes. Thank you. And he says, right. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to cause any problems online, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. But too, I think it's like this whole like this whole idea like with the title of the show of escaping the simulation it's like we it's like one step at a time it's like these it, we can't just you're not just free you have to just it's one step at a time this whole consciousness connection it's about everybody really is it you know here's the thing i spend time thinking about these things right i really do yeah. So to just, what if, what if, what if we just literally just stepped out of this simulation? What if we just step out and create a different reality for ourselves? Yeah, sure. We start in our imagination. Um, it gets a little tricky when we start like functioning with other humans, um, you know, to go shopping or to interact. But for the most part, there's so much that can be done in our imagination as we step out consciously of the simulation and by just declaring it, you know what, I'm not part of the simulation. I'm stepping out. I'm going to connect with nature. I'm going to connect with my higher power. I'm going to connect with God. I mean, that alone is stepping out in 
stepping out of this, the simulation, in my opinion. It's a beginning. Yes, I like that. I like that very much. And that and I agree with that. It's 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 exactly that. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only, single item at regular price. Because we do still have to function in this society too, but we do have these moments where we can step out and escape. And, you know, even as I say, as we escape, we still always come back in because we're still here and that's what it is. But, well, you know, it's, again, it's the way, it's the way our brains are designed when you think about it, because, um, we're built so that we can go on autopilot so that we don't constantly have to be in cognitive, you know, like always thinking about this, you know, and oh. <laughs> you see how well, <laughs> thank you. Says, I agree with Ellie's been saying she's of the light. You can tell by how lit her room is smiley face. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's all coming from me. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Ellie brightening up that room. <laughs> but but um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I forgot what you were saying too, but hold on here. Oh, stepping out. We were talking about stepping oh, yeah. out of the simulation and then coming back. And I was just thinking as we were talking about that, imagine when we do set the intention, all right, we declare an intention. You know what? I'm going to go. Okay, example. This is great, wild man. Thank you. I'm going to go be the light. Now, this is not from the ego. This is just coming from consciousness. It's coming from an intention. I'm going to go be the light. Um, as I leave my house today, I'm going to step out of the simulation. I'm going to go be the light. I'm going to bring light. I'm going to bring love. I'm going to bring God's energy with me wherever I go. So maybe you go into the supermarket. Uh, I go into the supermarket and then I interact with the supermarket person, yeah. um, but I'm they're coming from a consciousness. I'm coming from the intention of bringing the light. That energy is going to transfer. There will be something. There will something will happen that will take us out of that that um, unconscious sleep that we are in all the time because we go into that's where i was going with this yes go into habituation because it's the easiest thing for the brain to do otherwise we'd be pretty stressed if we were always present all the time and so thank you so if we were present all the time that would be pretty difficult okay so we slip into this consciousness and then we go back into sleep and that is what I remember if anybody's familiar with the teachings of um, Gurdjieff, the Russian philosopher, and um, he lived in the 1800s 
and it's the teachings of the fourth way. His name was George Gurdjieff. And he taught, he was one of the first people to talk about, he lived with the monks and the fakirs and he lived in India and um, he was, he was known to talk about and teach that we were sleepers. We were asleep. And then he brought, brought that term, you know, the, the, um, this, uh, what's it? So human sleeping, basically mm -hmm. that is, that is where he brought that into our language. And so we look at the, not sleepwalkers, but we're asleep. And so what do we need to do? We need to remember ourselves. And how do we remember ourselves? We need to become present and conscious at the moment, remember ourselves, see ourselves as the observer in the moment right here. It can break the cycle of that hypnotic sleep that we are in 99% of the time. Yeah, I guess I could even, I was like, you know what a good example of the hypnotic thing is like when you're driving somewhere, and you're just on freaking autopilot and then you get there and you're like, oh, here I am, you right. know? But what happens when it starts raining and pouring all of a sudden you have now you're in that cognitive space. And so yes. now you're paying attention. Now you know where exactly where you are now. OK, so we don't do that enough during the day. We go into hypnosis and that is what Gurdjieff was teaching. And that is part of like being able to escape the simulation is by leaving that hypnotic state. Yeah, 100 percent. You defined it so beautifully. I don't know what to say now, Ellie. How do we follow that up? <laughs> we can all go back to sleep. Um, I guess we have to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's difficult for the body. No, I, I, like I said, I spend a lot of time thinking about this. All right. And so it's difficult for the body to constantly be in that state of being present. We're not. And I don't even you know what, as I'm saying this, I don't know if it's difficult for the body because we were not raised this way. What if no. we were raised in such a way that we were constantly present? Now, wow. that would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? No, that would be really interesting because, I mean, there would be a lot less of me staring mindlessly at this thing if I was conscious in here all the time. Yeah. And the other thing that we do know from quantum physics is that when we're present, when we're actually present, this is where the magic happens. It's in those moments of being present. This is where the molecules can shift and change. This is where we do that work. So, for example, if we're remote viewing or we're, we're um, doing telepathic work, we're present. We're not in autopilot. We're not in hypnosis. We're present. And it is in that space where we can then, like I call it, bend the seas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be present. You have to be present. I mean, again, it's kind of like if, because when you're doing remote viewing, you do have to get into an alpha state, but that alpha state, you're still present in that alpha state. Can you explain an alpha state? Cause I'm, because there's what there's alpha and beta. Is that right? I'm not sure. Actually four there's, um, there's delta, gamma, beta, and alpha. And so when we're, when your brain, like almost brain, like really, and there's theta, I'm sorry. Um, when you're like really, really deep, deep, deep in sleep and really, really deep. Okay. And pretty much almost brain dead. You're operating at like a delta level. This is like so low. The brain's really not 
like nothing's like really, really, really. And theta, and, and when we dream in Delta, it's not like we're brain dead, but that is like when you're in Delta and you're dreaming, that is where somebody could come in and kind of like pick you up and walk you out of the room and you wouldn't even, they could move you and you wouldn't know because you you're in that deep, deep Delta. Then in theta, the brain wave is the brain, the brain wave stage is operating a little more rapidly, but it's still deep. And so in theta, this is the perfect opportunity. This is where people use a lot of hypnosis videos when they go to sleep, because in theta, the subconscious can get programmed. Now, the conscious mind has no recollection of anything, but the subconscious gets programmed. So you bypass the gatekeeper. And in that theta space, you can listen to hypnosis, binaural beats, any programming, and it goes in, it goes into the subconscious. And if you do that prolonged, you know, that's how people learn. You can learn languages like that. You can break patterns that don't work for you, you know, limiting beliefs, all of that. Now, alpha is higher frequency and, but it's, it's, higher than higher, but higher frequency than the, than theta. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still deep enough so that we can bypass the subconscious. And this is where we can go in to do the work in remote viewing. Okay. It's where you quiet the mind. It's that meditative space. It's that place where you can almost fall asleep. Um, again, Edison, Thomas Edison used this and um, one, some other inventor before him, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Einstein, somebody else did, they would go into the alpha state and they would take, um, for example, they would take, um, Edison used ball bearings and put three ball bearings into his hand. And then he would go like almost kind of fall asleep. And then when they dropped, he woke up and he would remember the thoughts that he had. And then he would jot those down because he would ask his subconscious for information. So it's basically like you're going to ask your subconscious for information. And then what will happen if you don't wake up from that, you may forget it. So, but the subconscious will deliver the information that you need. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I think right, a lot of people get, get information. I guess it is from like the alpha state. Then people would get information when they're meditating, whether it be like creative ideas or yeah. inventions and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's why people get there. So when we're taking showers, believe it or not, chemicals kick in that are very similar to being in the alpha state. And so these, that is why a lot of people get really great ideas in the shower. So oh, the chemicals are kicking in. Your body is in this very relaxed state. The chemicals are almost very similar to what happens in alpha and boom, you get a really fabulous idea. So for the most part, you know, some of those ideas that you get in the shower, take action. They're really good. And um, the other thing that I wanted to say, Dr. Joseph Murphy in his book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, he knew that when we program the subconscious mind before we go to sleep and ask it for information, we will be able if, to receive information the next day, the next week, we'll be able to get that information. And those are things that I teach in my programs also. And so what we do is we go to sleep at night asking for a, the answer to a particular problem. Now, James Cameron dreamt Avatar. Robert Louis Stevenson asked for plots for his story at night. 
And then he got himself Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, we know that Mary Shelley dreamt Frankenstein. And so the list goes on. There are a lot of people that had done really, and Einstein dreamt the theory of relativity. So a lot of people have gotten a lot of information. So Dr. Joseph Murphy talks about programming your subconscious. You want something to happen. You need something to happen. So right before you go to bed, as you're sitting, you can actually sit at the bed on your bedside and you tell your subconscious tonight, you're going to deliver the information that I need. Boom, 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 boom. Tonight, you're going to deliver the information. I request that you deliver the information on whatever language you want to use. And then you go off to sleep. Now, the subconscious will obey you. The problem is, will you remember? So again, yeah, good idea to have pen and paper ready um, so that you can write it down. Or if once you start training yourself in this, you're going to be able to get the answers during the day. You may be taking a walk and all of a sudden it's going to be like, boom, that's the answer that I needed. That is it. Oh, and then we don't even realize, but that is exactly how it works. It's been, it's strongly suggested. Yeah, I need a. Practice I need to put a notebook. I need to put a notebook by my bed. I've never done it. They say do it, but I'd like to do it because what if I get some information? Well, for sure you'll get information. I mean, that I just put together, this has nothing to do now with psychic kids, okay? But I do. Yeah. Think, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just completed, I just completed a, an online dream course also. So that's- Can we talk a little bit about it? Do you mind? I no, love you. No, it's going to be available like maybe in the next two days or something like oh, that. Oh, sweet. It's just getting some of the double checking the spelling and the grammar on all of these things, you know? <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. It's going to come out in two days. Probably. I mean, it's ready. It's done now. It just, I just need to have somebody double check it for me and to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And then we'll hit the publish button. And um, uh, in the dream interpretation book, what, what I do is I just, I, first of all, I talk about dreams and I talk about the biology of dreams, like how dreams work. And then I also talk about how to analyze dreams and then how to use dreams to get information like I was just sharing with you, right? To get information from the other side. And when I call it the other side, I'm talking about other realms, tapping into other realms. So interesting here. Even Enzo says, interestingly, just looked up Einstein and Edison and Edison famously said, never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. Well, there you go. Thank you, Enzo. That is cool. That is really cool. I did not know that. I do know that he, he and somebody else were using ball bearings. Okay. (laughs) Just to wake him up at the right time. Dream stuff is really interesting. So I guess where, I guess do they, you have, I guess the best place for them to follow you to look, check that out would be on uh, social media or follow you on your website. Right. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's going to be on the website and um, it'll be on the free resource page or, and then, well, it's not free resource. It's on, it's not a free resource. It'll be on the resources page. I do have some free courses there though. And um, for adults and for children, and it'll be on Facebook also, obviously. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I, well, I can't wait to read that. Okay. So 
I don't know. Do you want to talk any, do you want to get into morning about dreams? Is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? Yes. <laughs> I'll answer questions if anybody has any questions, but otherwise, you know, I do want to just say that a lot of people, when I was, when I do the work with kids, a lot of people ask me, are these indigo star sea children? Oh no. yeah. These are just, these are regular kids. I'm can't wait to get my hands on my grandson. All right. So I'm just saying these are not, these are not specially gifted children or um, children. You know, these are just kids, just kids. So what is your opinion then about, so the, so the whole indigo crystal rainbow children thing, what do you think about it? I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. Um Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. I'm, um, I'm a little, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm a little speechless right now because, oh. see, I don't, uh, even though I live in this world that we can call a different reality and maybe fringe for some people, I'm not a new ager. And I know I may sound like a new ager, but I'm not. And so that is, um, I, I believe in, I believe that our consciousness creates reality, but I also believe that we co-create with a higher force also. So this is not just all happening randomly, that there is much more to the universe, much more to the galaxies, much more to everything than what we can see and what we can comprehend. I also look at what's happening where people are saying, oh, this is the new earth, this is the new age. I look at that historically as an epistem, which is, again, according to philosopher Michael Foucault, that there are times in history where we had the dark ages, where we had the renaissance. Yes. And that this is not like a new age woo woo thing. You know, we are just going into, into another kind of historical period and these historical periods are rare but they do involve culture they involve all of the cultures they involve science and mathematics and language and education and that is what we're in because what we're looking at right now this conscious raising raising consciousness and all of the stuff this is in across the board it's in science it's in mathematics it's in our vocabulary, you know, it's in philosophy, it's in, you know, history. So social sciences, basically, it's not just, oh, new age, and, and we're going to walk into the fifth dimension again, you know, and anybody who's, well, 
we can't take a body that we know into the fifth dimension. So when we're talking about, oh, I'm I'm all love, I'm in the fifth dimension. How can you, you know, and then I'll step on your toe and then you're going to curse at me. And how are you all love? You've transcended how, okay? We're in bodies. And as long as we're in bodies, we're going to function in bodies and we're going to have desires that bodies have. And we're here to be in a body. That's why we're here. So- we want to make friends with our body and we, that's, that's our vehicle. So to say, Oh, I'm all love. I'm all love. You know, that's great. I don't think a lot of people have ever gotten to that space. They're all love and just step on, telling you just, just step on somebody's toe and you'll find out how fast they're love. Okay. <laughs> and so that is something that that's just my personal philosophy. Like those are my, my peeves about, about, um, you know, stepping into the new age and into the fifth dimension, into the cosmic consciousness. That is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about conscious awareness. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You made Enzo laugh too. That was great. But no, I get it. I get it. It's, it's not the new age. Woo woo. Happy, happy rainbows and sunshines. We're talking about here. <laughs> no, but, um, and, but and there is, yeah, I was, and that's why I love the science. That's why I'm I'm that's why I gravitate towards remote viewing because yes. it's heavily based in science. Wow. And you know, even though I'm running around doing psychic work and everything, I'm heavily based in the quantum field and and you know, combining that with the god force and um not all this other stuff that make I don't know, I can't even go there. Okay. So <laughs> like, it's okay. So how do you think remote viewing works? Are we able to like, like part yeah. of us able? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all, and we can do this and we can all do it. I've seen it with the kids. The kids can do this and we can do this. We just need to be trained. So, and even when, when we're remote viewing every single time I remote view and I still get blown away by it. And and, the, and this is after so many years. Okay, I still get blown away. Amazing. Because to be able to sit here where we are right now, right. and I mean, we have to really give a lot of reverence and awe to the human, to the to the to our capabilities, and to whatever else is working with us to have this happen. So if we can sit here. And I give you coordinates like 27950, all right? And we start working this and you can see the target. And the target is in another country, in the jungle, in the Congo. And yet you can accurately, dis maybe you're not labeling it and saying Congo, but you have act a picture of picture representation of what you're seeing. And that is so far away. And then you can explain to me, you can't explain to me how, okay? And we don't even need to, but there are two, it's, it's too common. It's too common to be anything less than real. It's, and and I'm still blown away by, I'm still blown away by each time. No, just from even the time that I tried it and that blew me away. And that proved to me, I think it proved to me beyond this word of belief into knowing that there's something else that we are able to do this. And if we're able to do this, what does it mean? It means so much. Like it means we're all connected. It means we can 
somehow just use this thing and you're like is it my imagination but it's like you're really seeing and feeling these things but did Einstein say imagination is more real than reality or some 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 form of that right mm -hmm. yeah something like that and it, it and it and it's just so nuts because like the power of this like visualization that i saw in my head just mm -hmm. it's crazy ellie it's just like when you see you're like how is it so clear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay. i just read it I know it's, it's, it's amazing. And that is why we need to be in awe of ourselves. Okay. And, right? <laughs> yeah. And really, really appreciate ourselves and take and, and learn to connect with these higher powers that we have that are within us. And so not to treat ourselves, you know, I don't, I don't mean to get all foo-foo-y lovey, but this is why we need to love ourselves, you know, because look at what we're capable of. And if we're capable of this, imagine what all the other amazing things we are capable of if we just start using it properly and appropriately. So it's fabulous. It's amazing. And it's I don't know who's listening. I don't know who, you know, how many people listen to the podcast, but definitely go check out, check out the International Remote, Remote Viewers Association. Check out all of the, the, um, check out the International Remote Viewers Association and the remote viewing groups on Facebook. There are incredible remote viewers out here in the world. No, we, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just think it's so great. What type of remote viewing do you do? I know there's so many different types. Oh, I, I was not trained formally. So I do my own, which is, um, I don't even have a name for it. Okay. I just go into what I call it going into the zone. So there's controlled remote viewing. There's associate remote viewing. Then there is, um, there, I forgot the other ones already. There's another one ERV. Um, but so, and again, there's different, differing schools of thought as to which one is more accurate and which one is then, nah, 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 nah. but the bottom line is it doesn't matter really how you're trained. As long as you do get that training, uh, it doesn't have to be as formal as it appears to be. But again, training is good to have so that you know what you're doing, because um, one of the, the things that will work against people learning to remote view is when we do this, when we start labeling things, I'll give you an example. If you're doing, if you're getting a vision and you see something round and you see something orange. And so the human, we normally want to label it. So if I say to you, it's round and it's orange and it's got some stripes going down. Okay. So maybe you'll say, come on, Jess, what do you say? It's round. It's orange. It's got stripes going it's down. It's a ball. It's a ball. Okay. Yeah. But it could be a pumpkin. And oh, it could be a pumpkin too. That's true. Now watch. It could also be something that we don't know because we've never seen it before. So we're using labels and associate and associative memory for something that we know, but yet yeah. some architect may have just designed something that is orangey and round and it could be, okay. So therefore we do our best in remote viewing, not to label. So to do the pictures is best pictures and feelings and sensations and descriptions, lots of descriptions and pictures. 
And some people who are really, really skilled are able to make clay models out of, out of what they see. So uh, fascinating, fascinating topic. And the, our abilities are unlimited in this area. Wow. Wow. No, I love it. That That's kind of, I think that's a fun way to do it. Cause I kind of did it where I was like, I just listened to some Hemisync and I was like, boom, just go in and kind of figure it out. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And that will work, you know, I mean, that will work also, but there are a ton of really great remote viewing programs out there for people who do want to learn. Yes. And, you know, again, Oh, see, Enzo did it again. I, you know, Enzo, I for, I wanted to ask you. So I telepathically sent you that message. I did ask in my head. I hope Enzo, Enzo, go look it up. Okay. I did. I did. I'm sorry, Enzo, but I'm glad. Imagination is more important than knowledge for knowledge is limited. Whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating progress, giving birth to evolution. Isn't that fabulous? Thank you for finding that for us. Thank you, Enzo. Shout out to Enzo in the chat. Enzo, I'm going to drop that in the chat if you want to pop in here, Enzo. We got, we got a little more time left here. So I did drop the link in the chat if anybody wants to pop in and ask a question or join in the conversation here towards the end of the show. Oh, my. Enzo says, ahem. <laughs> Message received, Allie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Enzo is fabulous. Uh, Enzo, Enzo co-hosted with me last week, so he's a good oh, friend of the show. Oh, yeah, nice, nice, good, great friend of the show. And apparently, he's getting a oh, speak of the Enzo. Hello, Enzo. Hi. See, I pay attention to the show. <laughs> Did you subconsciously get my message to come in? Oh, I was. I'm always standing by to jump in. <laughs> Never so know what's going to happen live. I know. So Enzo, what do you have any questions or thoughts or comments about this whole consciousness thing we've been talking about with Ellie or the remote viewing? Uh, actually, I had a question about dreams. Uh, you, you touched on it lightly, and, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had other things to talk about, which were also great. But uh, do you feel that a person's dreams, uh, do they all have like a, a secondary hidden meaning or even an overt meaning? Or sometimes they ju they're just rambling fun. Yeah, all of the above. I mean, Edgar Casey said we, and you can look this one up too. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Casey said um, dreams were. Oh, come on now, now it's escaping me. But Edgar Casey said something about dreams are the gateway to the God Force, something like that. I, I don't get. You could look it up. There's. Um, can you look that up? Edgar um, Casey on dreams. Thank you, Enzo. Are the gateway to the God, dreams of the language of, of the God force. I'd have to. Uh, I think Enzo's got it. He's going to have it. Enzo is Enzo's magic on the keyboard. Dream something. He's He's got a lot of quotes about dreams. Uh, <laughs> with God, dreams and God. Uh, let's see. It's this is going to take a minute. <laughs> He's got a, there's there's, in, there's entire pages uh, okay, dedicated okay. to his quotes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I feel like Enzo's like, come on, quote. Anyway, there is yeah. I I 
God, I knew that one a few hours ago. All right, but basically, get it. Yeah, find it. <laughs> so anyway, Edgar Casey said that dreams are our connection to the God force, and so that we do get messages from from other you know realms and from what it is that we need to know through our dreams. Again, we need to learn how to interpret them. I also believe though that dreams will bring messages. Then there are, but we do know also that dreams are also a way of our brains just processing all of the things that have happened to us within the last 48 hours. We know that too, because so much information is coming through to us. But one of the beauties of, of dreaming though, and this is what I've noticed, is that nightmares, nightmares yeah. are, to me, nightmares are the subconscious is trying to get the conscious to pay attention. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. And so that is why you'll have a repeated nightmare where something is happening over and over and over again. And if you can go in and analyze the nightmare, then you can start to see, oh, well, that my subconscious is trying to warn me about something. There's something going on. And the conscious mind just does not want to see it or it's can't see it. Oh, oh, we have a question from James Salcedo Media in the chat room. James from Salcedo Paranormal asks, has the guest ever heard of someone having a dream about a place they've never been before? And then months later or years later, they go there in person, but in different circumstances. Not un that is not uncommon. Not uncommon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, James? Yeah. That's interesting. Now, remember, though, because here's the thing. Time is not linear, right? Okay, yes. So we can travel in time, back and forth, in and out. And we know also we can astral, we can astral, we have astral projection. So why can we not go to places in different times, in different, in different frequencies, in different realities while we're sleeping? I mean, all of these things are possible. Oh, he says, James says, interesting and thank you. Wow. <coughs> uh, thank you, James, for the great question. Yeah, because I guess it's like you're thinking about, but it's back to that consciousness thing or whatever, what, it, what I guess it would be called consciousness and how you're able to connect to these different times. There's, there's, and I guess, is it safe to say like the dream world is a certain vibration versus like a meditative world or those different? A totally different world. Totally different world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I just want to get back to um, Sal- yes. what was his name? Sal- James Salcedo. Okay. So James, if you're interested in learning more about that, um, I recommend picking up some of uh, Dr. James. Oh God, my God. Dr. Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy's books, especially um, on his ESP book, uh, because he does talk about people using dreams and then these precognitive dreams and having people do dream about traveling to places then later on in, you know, they're dreaming it now. And then five, 10 years later, they're in that space. This is all um, precognition and premonition. And so he goes into that a lot in his, in his work. Wow. Thank you. And let's see what else James also says. Hold on. I'm always alone in the dream, but never, but never alone when he visits the place in person. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not finding that exact quote. Uh, a close one, maybe through prayer, we speak to God in meditation. God speaks to us. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, one. that is that is good too. That's not the one that I had. <laughs> this is like all right, okay. Um, and maybe I can find it, <laughs> but I don't want to distract myself. And, um, yeah. And Detroit Dan says he tries to keep one foot in the matrix and one foot out. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about: bouncing in and out matrix simulation whatever you guys like to call it and then james says thank you he says okay i'll look into that thank you i've had yeah i've even had three dreams at three different times then visited them all one after another yeah. wow wow that's in cool. the same night oh <laughs> that's cool <laughs> all right yes james you should probably look into that it sounds like you're having some interesting dreams absolutely yeah I mean, if those were my, look, James, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to, if that was, if that were me, I'd be researching. I'd I'd be very curious about um, what goes on at night. Well, James is, James is definitely a researcher. If you're uh, in the chat room right now, I would give James a follow. He does have his uh, podcast, uh, Salcedo Paranormal, where he talks about the paranormal. So everybody give him a follow. James, can you drop your link in the chat there? And uh, James says, uh, these happened years ago, but yes, very interesting. Very cool. So I also, this is very, now that we're exchanging podcasts, uh, not many people know this. I have a podcast also, and it's live on Wednesdays. It's called Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights. And this coming March, my focus is on lottery and lottery winners. And I've got, um, I've got some lottery winners lined up and who have repeated one is one of them has um, won the lottery one time and he won the parable. And then my other guest is um, connected to Helene Hadskeld. She was the con, she was the woman who historically won contest after contest and then um my third guest is going to be mark houghton and he is a multiple multiple lottery winner and so i'm very excited to be talking to these people and hearing their take on 
what it is that has them win the lottery as opposed to like some of my ideas about winning the lottery. So it's going to be like, kind of like March will be lottery month. (laughs) That's awesome. So is that going to be on your YouTube channel or is that also? It's on, I have, I do it on Podbean. Okay. And then it goes straight to um, YouTube and mine's live also on Wednesday. So people can call in and ask questions, but it's in the D time. It's at 10 o'clock Eastern time. So, you know, sometimes people send in their questions earlier, but basically the focus on this one, Jess is going to be for the month of March. It's really going to be lottery, winning the lottery, maybe even dreams of precognition, getting those lotto numbers, asking like, why not ask the subconscious before we go to bed? Give us the numbers, you know, just give us like the, (laughs) a couple of numbers, you know, like the daily three or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, I've dropped uh, Ellie's um, Podbean link there in the chat. We have it also. um, We also have our YouTube channel um, in the chat room here, but you can also head over to elliemolina.com, which I'll drop here in the chat and also in the show description. What do you got coming up next, Ellie? I know you got your dreams books. You got pod. You got the month, lucky month of March <laughs> lotto, and I'll be listening to that. Got to win the lotto. <laughs> well, um, I do have my online psychic development course for children, which is that's um, available also when you go to Psy Kids. It's called Make Magic Happen. So that's for children and adults, and um, that's what I've got going on over there. Awesome. Let me drop that. That main link in the chat. No, I mean, I had a blast. I don't know if there's anything we can add to that. Is there anything else coming up? Uh, Not that I know of at this moment. I mean, I'm always working. Okay. So I'm always doing psychic (laughs) readings. So that's, that's always there. So I'm always doing psychic readings and um, yeah, dreams and bending the universe and um, doing the best that I can to help other people learn how to bend the universe for themselves. And you can bend the universe. I think you can, I think, no, you can. Okay. You can look, I, again, isn't it all belief? This is a question. Isn't it belief? So if you believe that you can, then you can. And if you believe you can't, you can't. Right. Henry Ford, right. (laughs) Then we can, we can, of course we can. <laughs> no limiting, no self-limiting beliefs here. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Enzo, do you have anything to add this wonderful evening? Uh, no, not really. I, it's it's hard to top anything you've talked about. Uh, I, know I don't have crazy. kids myself, but I, I would definitely love for them to be involved in one of your programs. How old are your children? Oh, I, I don't have any kids. Oh, <laughs> I was like, if, I, if I did, I, I would oh, happily yeah. sign them yeah, up yeah. for one of your programs. Yeah, I don't that's have really any good. either. That's why I, I don't have any either, but I know kids. I know kids, so. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jess. You don't need to be, you don't have to have kids for the program. You can do it yourself. I have adults that do it also. They sign up and they do the remote viewing. They do the consciousness. They do the activities for control. So it's not, it's a, it's a program for the child in each one of us. All right. That's where we 
So it's not limited just to children. It's for children and adults. And the kids have to have an adult to do it with them anyway, for the most part, for some of, for some of the activities, the little, the little kids, the littler ones. Ellie, you did, you did bring up age. Uh, is there an appropriate time to start them on that? Is it- I say that? So here's my theory is you start before they're even born. As soon as you know that, that you're going to have a kid, you start sure. that conversation so that child is raised before that child comes out to the world. They know that anything is possible. They live in a limitless world. And that conversation start pre-pregnancy. That's my firm belief, okay? And so then those conversations keep going and going. Do it for your inner child. And, uh... <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no, but I love it. I, I think that that's a good way to think about it, too. Because, you know, I, lo- I know a lot of moms and a lot of new moms. And they, you know, they think they do talk to their babies, like, telepathically. And I think that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good way to 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 um to explain it. You start it before they're born. Yeah, absolutely. And you start practicing these things really early on. I mean, even we know that singing and talking to babies is really very healthy for babies and for their their development. That is, that's all you know, factual already. So we do know that it helps in development. So again, what we're saying, we want to keep our our chemicals in our body calm during pregnancy, so that. Um, babies could develop healthy and um yeah use nice words yeah <laughs> because words words have energy that's right and, what, and uh, if we don't have anything else to add this evening i want to thank ellie so much for joining us all her links are in the description <laughs> she has her live podcast on podbean wednesday's mornings at 10 a.m eastern right yeah yeah right thank you thank you jess thank you for having me here tonight and we did cover a lot of territory you know from (laughs) this will probably be the most rewound show i think i know i was like trying to take notes and be like okay at one hour and 17 minutes we talked about this the time first i know i was trying so hard but so i got a couple time stamps <laughs> I had a blast, and I, you know, what I love about this show is we never know where it's going to go because I write, I had about six pages of different things I wanted to talk about, and we went in so many different directions. It's great. Yeah, I, I kind of like personally, I like when I, I like shows where, or you know, podcasts and shows where we can feel like we're in the living room and we're just kind of talking to one another and yes. we'll take us where we need to go, and we'll always come back on topic if that's where we need to come. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 kind of how I like to do my show. It's relaxed. We just want to like have a nice flowing conversation and and it's I think my favorite you format more. too. It's oh. it's it, it's like friends sitting around uh, you know the 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 dinner table waiting for dessert to come by and you're just having yeah. that casual conversation until uh, the pie arrives. Yeah. 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 I'm- Wish I had pie and so thanks. <laughs> just, just just slipping that in there, you know. Just, just slipping uh, that in there where I'm everyone like, likes pie. I know, but who has any pie right now? Ah nobody. <laughs> well, you can manifest one, right? Okay, start working on it. Okay. Maybe somebody will come bring by a pie. Just pie. see it done. <laughs> pie. pie. Go into DoorDash pie. I was <laughs> DoorDash before, girl, right before you said that. See? see? Uh, 
it's, it's much easier nowadays to manifest that pie. I don't know if that's necessarily it is. Good it's really easy to manifest that pie. Yeah. <laughs> <still> <laughs> uh, thank you, Mike. Mike says, great show. Jess, great guest. Ellie, good to see Enzo. Salcedo Media says, great guest. I need to go back to listen from the beginning. So I want to thank everybody so much for joining us. This has been this has been Escape the Simula Simulation. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> I'm Jess Rogi. Uh, remember to join us Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific live here on YouTube, and we'll be streaming to the Fringe FM. Our guest is Deborah Lynn Katz. And, oh, crap, tomorrow I'm going to be on... Oh, crap. Uh, I don't know the name of the Lynn, Lynn Wallington show, but I'm going to be on it at 11 a.m. here on YouTube, guys. So remember to join us. Mm. Until next time, thank you so much. Okay. And have a great evening, everybody. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.